I'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. There are watchers all over the city. Destroyed the girl called Alita. Don't underestimate who I am. Alita, Battle Angel, ready PG-13, February 14th. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp brat But it's all been done before We don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushover Pop culture Leftovers What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop Leftovers Bonus episode Hey, welcome to a bonus episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. We're going to be talking about Alita Battle Angel, and we are probably going to jump right into spoilers here. Uh, so anything past this point could be spoilers. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're the leftovers. Yeah, we're the leftovers. Hey, uh, we are also joined uh, by second-time guest Melissa Sloter of the Wild Pretty Things podcast. Welcome. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Alita Battle Angel. Alita is a creation from an age of despair found by the mysterious Dr. Ito. While trolling for cyborg parts, Alita becomes a lethal, dangerous being. She cannot remember who she is or where she came from. But to Dr. Ito, the truth is all too clear. She is one. She is the one being who can break the cycle of death and destruction left behind from Tafaris. Is that how it's pronounced? Tafaris? Or Tafaris? That sounds right. Okay, Tafaris. But to accomplish her true purpose, she must fight and kill. And that is where Alita's true significance comes to bear. Uh, She is an angel from heaven. She is an angel of death. Alita Battle Angel is an American cyberpunk action film based on Yukito Kishiro's manga series, Gunnam, also known as Battle Angel Alita. This one's directed by Robert Rodriguez and produced by Jan Landau and James Cameron. James Cameron was originally planning on directing this one, but then he got obsessed with doing this Avatar franchise, and he's going to be tied up until the day he dies doing Avatar films. <laughs> um, and that's when Rodriguez got involved here. This one stars Rosa Salazar as Alita, uh, Christoph, Christoph Waltz as Dr. Dyson Ito. Uh, we've got Kian Johnson as Hugo. That's the Alita's love interest in this film. Uh, Mahershala Ali as Vector. Uh, we've got Jennifer Conley as Sheeran. Uh, Ito's ex-wife, and then we've got Ed Skrine as Zapan, a cyborg, cyborg bounty hunter. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Gruwishka, a huge cyborg who works for Nova as his personal assassin. We've got Jorge Lendeborg Jr. as Tanji, a friend of Hugo's. He was also Mimo in the Bumblebee movie. Uh, Isaac Gonzalez as Nicinia. 
uh, Adara Victor as Nurse Gerhad, Jeff Fahey as McTeague, a hunter warrior, Rick Yoon as Master Clive Lee, uh, Elle Lamont as Screwhead. She was the female <laughs> hunter warrior. Um, I know that uh, Lana Condor was also in this. Yeah, Lana Condor as Kiyomi. She's uh, in uh, Deadly Class on sci-fi. Uh, she was in this movie. And then uh, somebody helped me out on this one. Casper uh, Van Dien was in this movie as a muck. Do you guys remember who a muck was? I have no idea. Not really. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm trying to think. Was he the hunter warrior at the beginning that was in that vault involved in that uh, uh, that uh, alleyway fight? I, I, I'm trying. To, I'm I, guessing he was one of the ones at the uh, race at one of the at the line. Okay, yeah. I apparently Casper Van Dien of uh, of uh, Starship Troopers fame is in this movie. So. Uh, we're just going to jump right into this one and rate it. So I'll start off with uh, Melissa. What did you think about uh, Alita Battle Angel? Um, I'm nervous. So this is actually, I'll just start by saying, this is the first film I've seen in 3D in probably 10 years. I think the last 3D movie I saw was like My Bloody Valentine when I was in high school. Um, but I'm like so happy that I ended up seeing this one in 3D because it looked so good. I was ready to move into this Iron City and just live with these people. Um, yeah, I don't want anybody to hate me because I liked this movie, but I didn't love it. I loved a lot of things about it. Um, so I think my final rating is going to have to be a taste it. Um, Cause even though I thought that the movie was gorgeous and I do, I want to see more stories in this world. Like I want an Alita sequel like this particular film had just too many things that were either silly or just so frustrating to me. So I'm going to have to just give it a taste it, even though it's like Tupperware world building for sure. And a taste it story. Yeah. I probably should have went over our rating system. So let me go. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is 100% my fault guys. Here's our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. So middle of the road, taste it uh, from Melissa. Uh, Jake, what did you think about uh, Alita Battle Angel? Yeah, I'm going to echo a lot of the same things. I really liked this movie, but I did not love this movie. It's definitely a middle-of-the-road taste it for me. Um, I'm also glad I saw it in 3D, though I did think the 3D was kind of spotty. Like, when it was really good, um, primarily in the third act, it was fantastic. But there were a lot of times where it felt like one of those movies where sometimes they filmed with the 3D cameras and sometimes they didn't. So it it did feel very needless in parts, but when it was hitting on all cylinders, I absolutely loved it. Um, I thought this movie kind of suffered from a weak um, antagonist. I thought the villain was a little bit weak sauce. Uh, Marshahala Ali, is that that's how you say his name? No, you say normally. Typically, you would say Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali, (laughs) without a lot of like self doubt when you say it too. (laughs) Yeah, well, there was definitely some self-doubt, and it ended up being well-warranted. Um, but yeah, I thought he was just kind of really mm-hmm. vanilla and didn't didn't do much at all for me, and mm, I was just kind of bored with it. Um, yeah, I, gosh, I wish this could have been better. I really wanted to really love this movie. Um, and I was also kind of disappointed that the whole thing kind of felt like 
a first act with no proper conclusion. It, it did kind of leave a bad taste in my mouth that one of the biggest MacGuffins of the movie never even got close to being resolving. And I never kind of sensed that that was going to happen that way until the end of it. And it was just a little bit of a cheap like cliffhanger for a sequel, I thought. And what I, I, I hate when I think I'm going to see Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 and get a whole story. And it really just feels like a giant part one when that wasn't kind of the narrative I, I thought I was going into. So I was disappointed by that. Yeah, I, uh, I absolutely loved this movie up until a point. Um, I thought it was visually beautiful. I saw this in IMAX 3D, and then, I've actually seen it twice. I saw it first time in IMAX 3D, and then the second time I watched it was in uh, uh, Big D Dolby Atmos. And um, I, I, I enjoyed it both times up until one particular part. It's like it's the first two acts I think are amazing. And then you get to that third act, and I'm just I, I, it turns into some like horrible young like YA type adaptation, like a film adaptation. It's like the love story just doesn't this work for me. Movie did not need a love story. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't that think it either. That is the hill I'm ready to die on about this movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that killed it for me too at the end. And like I loved everything. I everything in this movie I loved up until the point where. When she's like, fuck your mercy, like that was like that was like the climax for me. That that yeah, scene. And that was the best part of yes, the movie. Yes. <laughs> I was literally about to hop out of my chair and like run around the theater. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I love that part too. When she's like, Fuck your mercy. I was like, Okay, this is PG thirteen movie and you know, Robert Rodriguez gave us the the perfect time to use that one F bomb and it, it and it worked. Everything past that point did not work for me. Like Nothing of the well, I mean, I can't, I can't, I'm not the biggest fan of her like putting puppy blood on her face, but other, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I have so many thoughts about that too. But other than that, did you okay, yeah, okay, I'm gonna give it a high taste it because I love the first two acts, I absolutely love the first two acts. I thought that the effects were just absolutely incredible. It's just, it really falls apart in that last third act, like everything falls apart for me. Um, um, let's, yeah, let's just unpack this a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. What did you guys think about like the whole motorball kind of aspect of this movie? Were you guys into the whole motorball sports? Um, it was. I was fifty fifty with it. I thought it was a little bit rolling my eyes, tropey kind of cyberpunk sci-fi sport moment. The first time we saw it. But I thought the second time we saw it, it was executed pretty well when she was kind of put into the trap situation. I thought that sequence was, was well done. But I could have done with a little less rollerball or a little bit more cleverness in the sport that they were going to play. So I feel like the motorball sport itself has like a lot more behind it than what we got to see. Because if that's the only thing that can like win you a spot in this, you know, heaven city that everyone allegedly wants to live in, then there's got to be a lot more, like, corruption behind it. You know, the the villain, the, the overarching villain of the movie ends up being someone who is kind of manipulating this motorball game. So the time that we spent on the love story could have been spent her finding out all of the seedy underside to this like game that they essentially live for in the Iron City, and that would have made that whole storyline far more interesting. 
because when she goes to play it and it's just so that she can like win her little trash boyfriend a spot (laughs) in this city i'm like this you have no this isn't your dream this isn't something that you like it's not a game that she loves she kind of got that from him and she doesn't have any reason that is like super tangible to me or meaningful to me for her to want to become this champion. There's too many like different things going on in this movie. There's like at one point in time, you've got Jennifer Connelly's character who was like, she was with Dr. Ito and then their daughter dies and then she leaves Dr. Ito and now she's with Vector Mahershala Ali's character and she's in this motorball sport and they are uh, out there and they are stripping parts off of other players in motorball and upgrading their players and then she's also wanting to pull Dr. Ito back into that sport but he wants to leave that sport because the reason his daughter died was because one of the guys that he upgraded was like fiending on more power more drugs and like broke into his office and then slapped his daughter across the room <laughs> and, 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 and killed her um, and I mean there's so much going on here and she's with we never really understood why she was with vector other than the fact that like he's probably like second in command under nova and he's probably the guy that can get her back up into the heaven city and so there's a not a lot of explanation there and it's there's a whole lot going on here and then i feel like motorball itself is fun to watch and i feel like it's actually made for like its own movie like a b movie that you would watch on sci-fi but here it is is like it's almost like center stage of this movie that also has to deal with like bounty hunters but then hunter killers that go out yeah these bounty hunters these hunter killers that go out and kill uh people that have bounties on them there's a lot of moving pieces in this movie and it took me two times to really kind of like figure out a lot of what was really going on here and then i think like even behind all that like a lot of that's at the forefront behind all that is this story about the United Republic of Mars, the the Erm, and I don't even think I really understood that fully, even after my second time of watching this. Like, who well, the? It seems like Nova was the enemy of the Erm, also, and he's still the like villain of this city. Yeah, or- yeah, and her mission. She finds out her mission at the end of the movie was to destroy that city, and so like that's where like they they, they leave us at the end of this yeah. movie. But and- that happens in like fifteen minutes. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's. I, I, I was I was really annoyed by all the. Um, we can ascend you to the heaven city carrot dangling that was going on in this movie. I found oh. that to be very annoying and anyone who's seen like six to ten movies like this was always two steps ahead of that being bullshit and then when they treated it like it uh, was a big twist i was just like get out of here did you guys get the feeling that this whole this whole thing was like a, a futuristic version of wizard of oz i mean even the bar that she went into Uh, and had the bar fight was called Kansas. It was the Kansas bar. now, because I'm thinking about in Return to Oz when they have, like, little roller feet. (laughs) I love Return to Oz. I've only seen it the one time because those roller people really freaked me out. Well, see, the the bar is very creepy. The bar was called Kansas. And I was and then the little dog looked like Toto. And then (sighs) R.I.P. I think like the I think like the Emerald City was like the Heaven City that was like the mm-hmm. above them, and I think like once you get up there, like there's probably 
we don't know what's up there. And that was like the whole appeal about Emerald City. It was like it was basically like, you know, the Wizard of Oz was the guy in control of everything. But he wasn't as, you know, powerful as as uh, everybody made him out to be. I don't I, I just kept getting like a whole Wizard of Oz kind of feel from this, too. And I don't know. It, it reminded me of like the how the Matrix was with Alice in Wonderland and going deeper, you know, down into the into the rabbit hole. This was like. You guys see what I'm saying here with the whole? Yeah, I follow you. That was the one thing that was really disappointing about this movie for me, though, was there really never was that big kind of world building plot reveal that kind of ever blew my mind. Like if you compare it to, you know, Wizard of Oz or the original Matrix or I just there was never that moment where it was like, this is what's going on behind the scenes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. It just I don't know. It just felt very surface level and not like James Cameron was just kind of doing an ode to just it was a great popcorn movie don't get me wrong but the more you deep dive into it I really wasn't that impressed by the world building yeah I mean you know and we find out that there's this ancient martial arts of Panzer Kunst and I still don't understand what Panzer Kunst is other than just this ancient martial art that it's kind of like died out and nobody else knows it except for Alita, who seems to just like remember nothing about her past, but all she does is remember Panzerkust moves, you know, and yes. and and they show her training in like these like little training bubbles on the Erm ship with other you know uh, battle angel people, <laughs> um, and and they show like like that that, that montage other members of the Erm, okay, United Republic of Mars, and. But I still never – there's so much that's introduced here with this with the motorball, which I thought – like the motorball scenes were kind of fun. They were kind of fun to watch. But I think I was kind of like – by the time we got to the third act, the, the last thing I want to watch is a motorball um, match in that third yeah, act. Yeah, especially one that's a trap that she is got involved with because of her stupid little boyfriend yeah. who's not even there to watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> what a dickhead. And then he has the nerve to be like – Oh, you're in the middle of this game I forced you to do, basically. Can you come save my ass real quick? And she's like, yeah, let me wrap this up real quick. I'm only trying to not to get killed. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, and I th- the movie tipped its hand way too early about the boyfriend being a scumbag, too. If they would have let the reveal happen during that scene, I think it would have held some weight. But the movie already, like, winks at the audience at least twice before that, that he's a scumbag. Yeah, but you had, you know, they had to get her in the match. And have to have those killers after her. And that was one of those things that Mahershala Ali's character, like, set him up to do to get her there, which it's just bad storytelling. OK, and yeah. and and I'm with you that Mahershala Ali was he I, in my opinion, he was underused and not used well. I felt like the and I felt like the best villain in this movie was Zapan, played by Alex Skrine. Our, uh, Fuck yeah. He was awesome in this movie. Like Dario Naharis forever. Yeah. Don't I, at me. I'm, <laughs> he was incredible in this movie. I loved him as the villain in Deadpool, and he did it again here. And so I was just kind of like, why do you have like all – okay, you've got like four levels of – well, you have five levels of villains. It's crazy because you've got like – you've got Jackie Earl Haley playing like that gigantic tank-looking dude. You've got Jennifer Connelly who's like – you don't know where she's – where her loyalty lies. You've got Mahershala Ali. You've got Alex Skrine. And then you've got this Nova dude who we find out later is fucking Edward Norton. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I mean, there's just so many different things going on in this. I feel like this is definitely better suited for like the people that are reading the manga because uh, you, you have longer to flesh this out. And in this one movie, it just it just these three acts did not work as a complete film, like you were saying, Jake. Yeah, unfortunately, I completely agree with that. It does feel like kind of an appendix to uber fans of the source material. But I mean, it is visually stunning enough that there is entertainment to be had. And, and I really did love her. Yes, like, um, yes. Alita, oh, she was yeah. so charming. And they really win you over with her in like the first like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I there's there's some things about this. Like I told you, like the first two acts, I absolutely loved. I was having a blast with everything, you know, like. Um, they really develop her as a character, you know, like when uh, she's trying to remember things like the, one of the first scenes that we get of her is like eating the orange and not taking the peel off. And I'm just like and just the facial expression she makes. And Rosa Salazar just does a great job of like emoting what this character is feeling and how the character is. She's just bubbly and full of life. But she's also like a, a trained assassin, which is crazy. So. Yeah, Christoph Waltz does a great job as basically like the Geppetto, you know, analog character, you know, just that warm, friendly kind of mentor, you know, savior character. I liked him as Dr. Ito in The Office. I wasn't buying Christoph Waltz as a hunter killer on the nights in the night. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's where I kind of like that's where like James Cameron should have used like another actor he's worked at with, you know, like Stephen Lang. I can imagine Stephen Lang being like a badass. You know what I mean? I'm with you. It's a little bit of the same effect when you had um, the actor that plays Filch in the Harry Potter movies become a vampire hunter in that one TV series where it's just like I don't know you did, you <laughs> I did not even to... know that was the thing I forget the name of that stupid show it was the Del Toro vampire TV show uh, The Strain there you go The Strain yes yes yeah so yeah I did love him as the father figure character though I, I guess I, I can dig with you it did get a bit silly when he was the uh, action warrior yeah, I wasn't buying that. I wasn't well, buying. Well, they that. had to. They had to do that so that you could, you know, think for twenty minutes that he was out here murdering girls. <laughs> uh, they didn't even let it linger that long. They, uh, they let that <laughs> right. linger for like five minutes. I feel like. So when they go to the first motorball match and she's just watching as a spectator, like you, li- you're watching for a little bit. The match gets over, and then they give us the most odd cameo ever of Jai Courtney as the champion. Yes! I love him. (laughs) But why? Why did they have that weird cameo of him? I don't know. And there's like all these articles floating around now that's like um, Alita Battle Angel's like huge celebrity cameo and it's like Jai Courtney and I'm like, is Jai Courtney a huge celebrity or is he like kind of a niche celebrity? It just didn't. It was so out of place. Like they could have gotten. I think he's uncredited. Even it just didn't make sense. Well, it just didn't make sense to me at all. It was just so bizarre. It was so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Is he a friend of someone on set? You know, is Robert Rodriguez? It's just like, hey, come visit. Okay, maybe uh, the sequel will feature more of him. Right. I was like, I was thinking, are they setting up for like the the sequel that's not going to happen now that this movie's not making any money? I mean. 
Yeah, that's unfortunate, too. That's one of the disappointing things about kind of the structure of this movie was it's like they really put all their eggs in one basket when they structure the movie like this. Like either it's a success and Uh we get the conclusion to the world building they set up or it's not. And it always just feels like this act one that never has any kind of conclusion. Yeah, I guess that's just advertisement for us all to go read the manga. That's exactly what it like at the end of the day when I was seeing like how it was doing in the box office, I was like, okay, I am really intrigued to like where this story goes and I kind of like want to know the conclusion but I'll probably have to read the manga now to figure out like what actually happens with our main character because I did fall in love with Alita I thought she was great I thought she was fantastic uh, in this movie I really liked the character so yeah I don't know this may possibly be fun on a smaller scale level if they can't do more movies this maybe this could work as like a TV show and a streaming service possibly in the future? Well, yeah. I mean, we saw the this kind of happen with uh, what was the uh, – a series of unfortunate events, the Lemony mm-hmm. Snickets. Like we saw Jim Carrey do the movie and then we waited I'd, like a decade later and now they're <laughs> having the series – having that – book fleshed out on netflix like this is something like maybe possibly down the road you know they'll um they'll green light a series on netflix because i don't think that there's any way that this is gonna get a sequel unless it blows up overseas somehow if it internationally blows up which very well it could happen i just don't see this being like uh getting a sequel greenlit well jack courtney's already been in a franchise that got you know, prematurely ended <laughs> because he was in like the Divergent series, and they never even finished those movies. Oh God, that that for oh, those were terrible. Um, yeah, I didn't even I didn't watch the second one. I watched the first one. I don't in the think theater. I have either. Mm-mm. Nope. I watched the first one in the theater, and I was like, I'm out. D- weren't they supposed to conclude that with? Uh, now we're not even talking about Alita. Um, anyway. I thought that they were supposed to conclude uh, conclude that with like a like a TV movie or something. Yeah, and I think it, it was Jennifer Lawrence, right? She was like, "I'm not doing." No, that's no, that's no. Uh, Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Did, she was like, "I'm not being a yeah. TV show," which is understandable because she spent however many years on fucking Secret Life of an American Teenager. Um, yeah, I yeah, I don't know this. Now that we're talking about it, it sounds like I'm really down on this movie, and I actually had a really good time in it. I just felt like I think it I think it deserved better in that third act. I really feel like that third act just kind of like it absolutely went crazy in that third act. You've got uh, Jennifer Connelly's character being stripped down, like people. She was having you know she was having. Uh, these motorball players strip down for their parts, and what does Nova do to her? Strips her down to like her organs. Oh. Right? Do you remember when they opened the case and we saw yep. the eyeballs That's in the brain? The only way that you can ascend. Yes. I, I was just like, this is crazy. And then when her boyfriend uh, starts climbing up the. Uh, I don't know the cable that that is tied oh, to the city. Yeah. I, first off, I thought like the special effects in this looked amazing up until that point. I thought he looked ridiculous. Um, that kid's a little dumbass. I hate him. <laughs> and I just thought the special effects with him just looked terrible. And then as he as the blade comes down off the cable and cuts him into these different pieces, and she's holding on to him. When he Hans Gruber falls, I laughed. 
<laughs> I literally was like, good. I'm glad that little fucker's dead. I laughed so hard because you've got like him doing his like Hans Gruber fall, but he's got no arms and legs and he's just <laughs> falling. <laughs> and then, oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. And I, it was so bad. That part was so bad. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then at the uh, end, when she is getting ready to, you know, become the motorball champion, and she cries, and the tear falls, and she cuts the tear in half. I was like, "What amazing. in the hell is going on here?" I actually, yeah, I actually thought that moment was amazing too, and like a real just like manga come to live action. Oh, I moment. hated it. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> um, what I did love was. Um, when Ed Screen's character tells her about his sword and then she realizes that it like matches her new fancy body yeah. I'm like okay she's getting this sword and I cannot wait and so every single moment until she got that sword I was just waiting for it to happen so oh. I Tupperware the fuck out of her getting her fancy like interfacing sword from that dude. <laughs> I love the the bar fight was a lot of fun to be quite oh, honest. Oh yeah, with that's you. the running joke about um like dude's pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, blah, blah blah, someone who spends all of their money on their face and then when he finally dies, he's like, My face. <laughs> the special effects on him looked incredible. They looked incredible. I thought, like, Jackie Earl Haley looked really weird. Like, you know, his character, the, uh, was it uh, Barishka or whatever his name was, looked really odd. But I thought, like, Alex Screen looked really good as a pan. Like, with just, like, his face there and the rest of him looking like a, like a Terminator. I thought the special effects looked pretty incredible. I don't understand... Like, why cyborgs decide to wear clothes or not. Because he's not wearing clothes, and, like, Screwhead Girl wears no body clothes, but then fishnets on her human legs. And then Alita wears full clothes. You are so. tackling the the important <laughs> issues in this movie. Well, because it's, at one point Alita is wearing no clothes and she's like cuddling with her like doctor dad, and I'm like, are you naked right now? Because you normally wear clothes. Like it just made well, me feel the other, really okay. weird. <laughs> Next, you're going to be saying like, why does Donald Duck wear shirts and not pants? I mean, I, I know. I know. know. <laughs> so nitpicky. But, like, just because there's, like, differences between, and it does seem like her clothes are kind of a character thing, it's, like, stuck in my head. I need to figure it out. Yeah, it's like they put the clothes on her when they want you to relate to her on a more human level, and they specifically don't have the clothes on her when you're supposed to be thinking the fact that she isn't completely yeah. human. Yeah. I like that answer. It's a stylistic choice. Yeah. I think they're well aware. And, and I mean, her clothes are bad badass guy. looking. I'm glad she gets to wear them. Her, like, leather muscle tank. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know. It really did seem like they were really trying to sell some action figures here, too, with, like, the stage one Alita and the stage two Alita. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so definitely all the variant action figures really spelled themselves out here. So and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, this movie was, I mean, we're ragging on it a lot, but I do agree. Like, it was it was one of those movies that I was never bored, and it was visually very stunning. And it was just a great popcorn 
kind of fun time movie but the more you talk about the plot devices and the twist and turns and the world building of it all the more it's just going to end up being a big rag fest because it really wasn't that deep yeah it should have i mean i mean this could have been really really good it could have been really good because i was actually really enjoying like the first two acts of this movie i thought it was great i thought the action was fun i love seeing like you know the way she fought and everything panzer coots made no sense to me but it looked cool so yeah, it looked amazing. It really did. It looked amazing. I loved watching her fight. That bar scene was just incredible. I loved it when she kicked the sword back at Zapan and she was like, you aren't worthy of this weapon. And it just like flies into the wall. <laughs> and he's, you know, and he's got his bloody nose. He's like, that bitch broke my nose or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, you know, there's some funny parts in it. And then it and then I think after she has the fight uh, with uh, Gruishka down in the in the lower underworld and uh she you know she jumps up she she's had her she's been stripped of her limbs and she jumps up and punches him in the face rips her own arm out of his head and says fuck your mercy everything past that point just kind of went downhill for me which is unfortunate cuz like i thought that this was a a fantastic tupperware movie up until that point so and i i did i don't know if you guys i saw it on the uh, early fan event did they I don't think they did this for any other showing, but they had a Q&A with uh, John Landau, um, uh, James Cameron, uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, Christoph Waltz, uh, Jennifer Connelly, and Rosa Salazar at the end of it. And it lasted for like 30 minutes. And I think like the biggest takeaway that I got from that with like the – it was a Twitter Q&A and people were asking him questions. The biggest takeaway I got from it was like all – Iron City – was pretty much a set. It was all practical effects. Wow. Um, they didn't, uh, they said that was the hardest part of getting Alita to look like she was in the environment with these humans uh, is the fact that they didn't use green screens. They had to, they had to make it look like she was there in the real world. They couldn't just bounce off a green screen. And I was kind of blown away by that. So that's that interesting. Was so fun to shoot. Did you see they probably? I was going to say that they do a lot of stuff like that in the Star Wars movies, right? Where they kind of do horizon lines where they, they film it all on practical sets and then they fill in everything else with the CG. Yeah. They had a camera on her face that was like, had different, like, uh, you know, pinpoints on her face and how her cheekbones would move and everything like that. And then they'd fill it all in later. It was pretty incredible. Um, she did a great job and she did a lot of the stunts herself and a lot of the choreography and the moves and stuff she did herself, which I thought was really awesome. So, yeah, this is one of those movies when it comes out um, for home that I, you know, I will watch the two hours of behind the scenes making of stuff because it will be very fascinating to see him do a lot of this stuff. You know, I love seeing Robert Rodriguez on set too. Usually, he's always got his guitar with him, and it's just very entertaining directing and on set. Well, it's cool to just see him and um, you know James Cameron kind of talking about this project together, and and um, yeah, it was. I mean, this was. Uh, I thought it was a fun movie. I really did. I think it was a lot. I think it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that I did see it in the IMAX 3D. Uh, you know, I think it was definitely worth the IMAX 3D ticket. It looked pretty stunning and awesome. And even though I, I didn't appreciate the placement of the motorball, it looked awesome. Like I didn't want to see a motorball match in the third act. I didn't. Like that's like first or second act stuff that I want to see. You know, if you're gonna do that, I just I felt like that was. You don't follow up, fuck your mercy, with a motorball match, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I was salty that they followed up Fuck Your Mercy by the next, like, real big character moment she has. She's literally taking her special power robot heart out of her chest yes. and being like, you can have it, trash boy. <laughs> They're like, I was like, he is a villain. Do not do that. Well, and <laughs> it's like, him. it's like, I understand that she's got crazy eyes, but you don't have to literally give her crazy eyes right now. <laughs> Cause she's, I give you my heart. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna vomit. Yeah, I. But they th- that scene kind of like wrapped up with a joke where she was like, oh, that was intense, and I was like, okay, at least they, yeah, no kidding. At least they're self aware. At least she's self aware about like crazy she's coming off right now. But it's not like she pulled back on it. She was like, yeah, I'll be the motorball champion so that we can go to the Sky City, even though I've literally never even heard of that place and I don't give a shit about it. He yeah, was. It was just another one of those big obnoxious nod moments from the evil boyfriend too that he was the evil boyfriend yeah, so. yeah he was like don't do that you can't trust people he was so like, not worthy chop her up for parts he wasn't worthy of like <laughs> of knowing her uh, of being like romantic with her at all he was just a terrible character Oh, yeah. And like it started out, he was so cheesy. I was like, okay, this is fine. But then he was like that cheesy and he was a villain. I was like, no, this is not fine. This is bad. Um, Because he says, like, you have to focus on your dream, da da da. And like his dream is literally just Heaven City. Yeah, I just want to go up there. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit redundant to have both the uh, cyberball stuff and the future basketball stuff, too. Like, you you know, we only need to see one example of her be excelling really well at futuristic sports. Like, pick one. <laughs> Weren't they playing, like, a version of motorball? Is yeah, that, I yeah. thought they were just playing, like, a street Oh, that was mini? That was, like, that was, like, street motorball? That was, like, yeah, yeah, that was, like, you know, you've got, like, ice hockey and then you've got, like, street <laughs> hockey. That's basically what this was because, like, in when they had the ball in motorball, instead of, like, dunking it into that, you know, circle, circle they would actually just fly over that, you know, that ramp and then all, the, like, the pyrotechnics went off. So that was, like, just, like, a bigger version of, like, the street ball game they were playing. Gotcha. They should have scaled it down even more a third time and had, like, futuristic, like, foosball version of it that she could have excelled at, too. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like um, the the whole, like, and I know this was written, Was this, this was definitely written before the Hunger Games. I just felt like this kind of, like, because, like, this book was written in, like, the manga was written in, like, 98 or something, like the late 90s, I believe. This has been around for, like, 20-plus years. I just felt like this yeah. whole thing was, like, kind of reminiscent of, like, the Hunger Games. Like, if you're the final survivor, you get to live. You're, like, the champion. And in this, it was, like, if you're the final person to make it through, if you're the motorball champion, you get to go up to, like, the Heaven City. Which you didn't even, that, that wasn't even true. Right, exactly. Okay, so we think that even the motorball champion doesn't really get to go up there? I, no, no. They totally nodded that okay. it's not true. Well, I couldn't decide if, I, yeah. if it was more of the, like, only, really, really only the champion gets to, like, in ascend. the in the, um, in, in the movie, it was basically we find out that everybody who has been promised to go up there will not go up there unless they win motorball champion because like we've oh, got okay. it was uh you know vector had promised um you know uh, trash boy and vector had promised um 
uh, Jennifer Connelly's character, you know, like do all these things. And then, you know, Nova will have you ascend up there. And at the end of the day, like the, the thing that he reveals at Nova reveals is like the only way to go up there is to is to be the motorball champion. That's the only way you're going to get up there. So I felt I felt like you would go up there now. What, oh, I what, thought they were still killing that guy. Well, I don't know what they're going to do in the sequel if there's no way she can get up there. So, yeah, I, I honestly think like once you're up there, it's it's not what it's all cracked up to be. It's it's another it's another thing of like, you know, the Wizard of Oz where you get up there and Emerald City's not what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. It's not going to be all peaches and cream up there. Definitely. Right. Yeah, that's it's interesting. It, it wasn't very clear about that, but I, I I just took it since only one person got to go up there that it would be pretty easy to kill that one person and no one would be the wiser. No one would know. Yeah. Well, sure, and I bet that's probably what's happening. But Alita's the last person he wants up there because I think Alita's the one. Of course, Alita's the one. She's the like the the last of the erm that can that can take this guy out, and that's her that's her mission. So um, it looks. I mean. When the rest of her crew were trying to get up there and that blade came down, that's how pretty much they all died. That's why they were all cut apart, you know. So um, if she gets a free ticket up there, who knows? So I don't know. That blade was pretty weak sauce. Like they couldn't all just see it and jump. I I hate that in movies like this where it's like sometimes you have these superpowers to have super slow-mo special effect dodge everything stuff going on. But Yeah, and they get this. Yeah, because she was able to jump over it, you know, in one of the last scenes of the movie. So you would think that her peers in her flashbacks would have been able to jump over it, too, if she can. It's just like a video game, though. You know what I mean? It's like the first time you come across that boss, it's going to kill you. You got you to. <laughs> well, that, that's my issue, too. That, my, that was my next thing is there's no reconnaissance. Like, are they the dumbest fucking army in the world? Like, <laughs> like they don't send one person up this giant fucking metal you know, pole mm-hmm. that's very out in the open. And yeah. You, you know, no, I get it, man. And like, uh. we saw like the, they're down to ship, you know, it's like, like you think that they would have more ships that would be able to kind of, you know, Oh my God, the special effects when they were on the moon looked incredible though. And like, I, I love that scene of them on the moon. I was, I kept thinking to myself, Oh my God, if they could make a starship troopers movie look <laughs> like this, I would love it. Because I thought the the effects of them fighting on the the Erm fighting on the moon was really cool. So, and I did like the the twentieth uh, century Fox fanfare at the beginning when it went to twentieth twenty sixth century Fox. I thought that that was I thought that was fun. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I ch- I chuckled at that. My brain said Futurama did it first though. Oh <laughs> well, <laughs> fuck you, Alita. But yeah, uh, so Alita Battle Angel. Um, Jake, would you recommend people see this one in the theater? Yeah, I would, honestly. I feel like if you're going to see it at all, you want the whole IMAX 3D treatment. Even though I'm giving it a middle of the road taste it, much of that is for its visual panache. I am going to echo that. I think you got to see this one in IMAX 3D. I think it's uh, beautiful. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing on the big screen. What do you, what are you thinking, Melissa? Oh, I totally agree with that, um, especially because this movie is, like, making me think I maybe need to see more movies in 3D because that's not something I've been doing. Um, 
you know, it's over two hours. It didn't feel like it at all. So we can pick apart the story because it's super easy to do. But that doesn't change, like, how much fun I had actually watching the movie. Yeah. Um, and they call human people meat boys. And that's yes. really funny. And, they, <laughs> and, and I loved it. And they, call, and they call robots hard bodies. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. I was like, oh, my God. I thought they were only going to do the meat boy thing one time. And no. then it came back, like, two or three times. And I was like, oh, so this is a whole thing in this community. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like uh, you're dating Meat Boy over lose Meat Boy over there, and then like, and then like his friend was like, "Yeah, you you haven't been yourself since you've been hanging out with that little hard body." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got very after school special there. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely see this one in the theater. But uh, yeah, all right. Um, I don't know. Any final thoughts on Alita: Battle Angel? Um, it's, I'm a little bit sorry that this isn't, you know, making more money in the box office for, for Robert Rodriguez to be able to do some more work with James Cameron. So hopefully if he doesn't get to do a sequel to this, he gets some more good work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. All right, Melissa, thank you for joining us on the Alita Battle Angel Review. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 